So why is it in these dating streets, at least for me, in the beginning, the man is so intentional. It's intense. I like it. And then you look up three, six months later and that intention, that clarity, that consistency has worn off. Yeah, that is a discussion that Cameo and I are going to have on this episode of Single You, the podcast. But I wanted to say real quick, in the first 28 minutes, we are celebrating Cameo King, my friend, who's been on Single You, the podcast multiple times. Well, guess what? She was on the Red Table Talk with Devon Franklin, Lewis Howe, Stefan Speaks, Matthew Hussey. These are relationship coaches, relationship experts, and they were all sitting with Jada Pinkett Smith and Willow and Gammy. And Cameo King was amongst that. So, yeah, I do ask her, how did she get invited? What was the experience like? How was Jada? How was Willow? We talk about her experience, her disappointment. Because, well, she didn't really get to do what she thought she was going to do. So we do have that conversation. And then after the 28 minutes, we get into the relationship of it all and how we felt about the commentary from the men on that Red Table Talk panel. And of course, we talk about masculine and feminine energy. Is that real life? Come on. Or as Matthew Hussey says in the Red Table Talk episode, one-dimensional feminine women being that character it can get boring okay now i've time stamped everything for you in the show notes so you know when the topics are coming up the discussions okay also the red table talk episode that we are talking about i have linked that in the show notes let's get into the episode You think you're stupid and then you have all this shame around being the single woman who's 35. Oh, there he is. Now I have to play this game and I want to be picked. Nobody wants to be the girl that is in a terrible relationship. Let me minimize myself and let me try to, like, what does he want? Okay, let me transform into that woman. Nobody wants to be the girl that admits that she doesn't like herself because these are not things that people say in real life. Welcome to season three of Single You, the podcast. That is what your ears have tuned into, okay? My name is Rika. I am your host, and I am a certified life and success coach. That is the hat that I use to execute this podcast. But with that said, girl, I am no expert. Mm-mm. While I do take this seriously and I do move with intention, I'm not the expert. I speak through my lens as a single black woman with no kids who's been through some things. Okay. So welcome to season three. Now, the first two seasons of Single You have been about the journey into a toxic, abusive relationship, whether that been spiritually, financially, physically, or emotionally. And then the journey out and into healing. We've heard many stories, even my own stories, and they served a specific purpose. And those shows will always be here on this platform. But now it's time to pivot. It's 2023. I want to go on a journey of proving that a marriage can be healthy. People can be happy in a monogamous relationship. It just all depends on the truth we tell ourselves and the work that we do. I speak to the Black woman of faith who desires marriage, who wants to date with intention. That's who I'm talking to. When I'm speaking, that is who I'm envisioning in my mind. Now, if you don't fit into that box and you think that I'm speaking to you, welcome to Single You, the podcast. Don't turn it off. Welcome. Okay, here we go. Let's get into the episode. Yes, y'all. I was invited to be on the Red Table Talk. So if you're watching this, you'll see I have on a red sweatshirt and it says the red, the red, my mic in the way, mic this mic, the Red Table Talk. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to share about my experience. I'm going to share what show it was. I don't know if y'all saw me. I don't know if y'all heard me. Wink, wink. Um, and everything else that was good about it. But for this conversation, because I can't have this conversation by myself, I can't. I'm going to bring my homegirl in. Y'all know who she is. I'm going to bring my homegirl in. Rika. Hey. What up? Rika Robinson. What up? <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's me. Y'all, my friend was on Red Table Talk. Y'all, did y'all see her? She was on Red Table Talk. I was screaming. I, just, I see her face. I see her face. <laughs> so this is going to be a so fun conversation because I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's exciting to have this conversation. And if you don't know Rika, she has her own podcast, the Single You Podcast. She um, is also a coach um, helping 
women navigate becoming their best selves. And so excited yeah. to have Rika on, excited to have your perspective. So um, I was on the red table talking. You were. <laughs> It was on Jada Pika's show. Like, I was, I was, yeah. and so, yeah. so the show, um, and, and just, just real quick, this is a big deal, just because, despite, you know, the entanglements and you know how, I guess we've stopped holding Will and Jada on a pedestal. We grew up with Jada. Come on, like we grew up with Jada. Like, yes. I, so it's just, it's so crazy that you were actually on a platform that she created. So I'm so excited for you. And yeah, let's get into it. Uh, and, and I'm glad you pointed that out. But when we talk about the phases of seeing Jada from a different world to, yeah. she was on Fresh Prince. Was she on Fresh Prince? Yeah. Um, um, I She was, I think she was like one episode, but she was supposed okay. to, she auditioned to be his girlfriend, but then Nia Long ended yep. up getting it because they said Jada was too short. But I'm like, it's or, real. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how they kind of first interacted. That's how they first met. That's how they first Set it off. That's my favorite movie. I mean, that's like her, my off. favorite role of hers, right? Like, that, I think that would be my favorite. When I think of all of the movies Jada has been in and what I know her and what's cemented in my memory of being a 90s kid, that's the movie. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I lo love her for that uh, from Baltimore, um, yep. you know, just being her full self, I believe. And so um, the show that I was invited to be on, it was entitled How to Find and Keep a Healthy Relationship. And so I think it was one of their larger table table yes. talks they had. Uh, uh, obviously, Jada, Gam, um, and Willow. And then they also had three relationship experts from around the table. But just, mm -hmm. just so y'all know, I'm not lying. <laughs> I want to show y'all the clip so you can see my face. See my face in the building. So here we go. When I see couples who stay... No. I know. Same Matthew. Yeah. Man, this is a hell of a change. <laughs> but we got to share, y'all. So we have a whole wall of single women joining us with burning questions about the complicated world of relationships. Some of them have even taken their search for a partner to the next level, appearing on popular dating shows and hoping to find love. So let's say hello to all the single, single ladies. ladies. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's going on? First up is to look at you with that green. <laughs> Looking cute. It was, it was real quick. The bottom, the bottom left hand corner. The bottom oh, yeah. left hand corner. And I was shown a couple other times. And um essentially, so we can get to the conversation. Um, they invited women on. Um, I think very much you had some connection to other women uh in what they do right you guys know i run a nonprofit. you guys know the work i do here on the good girl podcast so having i'll say like my ear to the streets um you know i was i think i would have been a good person to ask questions about dating and dating experiences unfortunately <laughs> i didn't necessarily get to ask a question not necessarily i did not get to ask a question right you saw that they had women on who had been exposed um on a regular basis, on a national level, on shows, right? That's not my story right now. And I'm okay with, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, but nonetheless, I think the conversation was great. I think that the, it really gave some insightful perspectives on dating. And so that's what we're going to talk about here. And I'm also going to share what it what it felt like behind the scenes and also me kind of just like, oh, I want to get, get in. I want to hop in. I want to, I want to say this. I want to say that. Um, but really just being able to see, you know, like all three of them, including Cherie, just kind of in their element, just relaxing and existing and being um, and putting on a show, a show like this. So, Rika, I know you had a chance to look at the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were your first your first thoughts? Oh, well, first <laughs> right, 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 right. It was like, oh, there my girl. OK, that's the first thought. OK. And then after that, I was like, this is a really good conversation and really right on time. And all of the men on that panel, I actually listened to um, or have, I may not 
um, you know, every day. I may not be listening to them, but I definitely knew who Devon Franklin was, obviously. Um, and and I was really happy that he was honest about being look. Yeah, I'm still on this panel, and I'm still talking about relationships, even though you know I had a divorce. Um, and I love how they brought up that that shouldn't be um, categorized as a failure. Um, so I love that piece, and I know who Matthew Matthew Hussey is. I think he's the first, honestly relationship coach I ever heard of because he's mm. done a lot of radio um, guest spots on other uh, radio shows. And obviously, you know, I come from radio um, and this was like, I want to say early two thousands. He's been on for oh, like 10 wow. years. Yeah. Yeah. So I've known of him and then Stefan speaks. And then the other, um, I don't want to call him the white boy, but the other white boy, I listen to his <laughs> podcast. Lewis I, house. Yeah. There we go. Lu Lewis or whatever his name is. I'm like, what the, what the white boy name is? What's the name? <laughs> He's a cute little white boy, but no. hey, I, just, you know, um, I listened, I've listened to his podcast before. So I was just really excited. It was a great panel and I see why they picked those men for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was, and just being transparent, like as the conversation began, I, my heart sunk a little bit, if I'm honest, because I think I am tired of conversations about dating led solely by men and mm. not necessarily having experts that are women to share their yeah. perspective. But mm. then I kind of have to check myself. Like, that's why Jada is here. That's why mm -hmm. Gam is here. That's why Willow is here. That's where, why Cherie is here to provide that balance um, in, that, in that context. But for the most part, the men very much led the conversation and led the, uh -huh, the idea of being experts, even though I still push back on that because I think, I don't know if we need any more advice. We need, like, I heard a woman say, we don't need no more advice. Give us some connections. Give us some introductions. Like, where? <laughs> where? So is it the Home Depot? Because that's where Sheree. <laughs> so do I need to go to the Home Depot and be like, I need a plan? Where am I? And just stand Listen. around for an hour? Like, where am I, Where do we go, cameo? Okay. I've done a lot of healing. I'm red tea. Red tea. <laughs> Y'all can't see me shaking my head if you're listening, but I'm like, yeah. Look, man, we are going all over the place. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But um, but no, but it was it was it was a great it was a great experience. So um, I'm yeah. I'm ready to share. Um, and so I did I did. Um, so they told us don't tell anybody. But how can you not? How can you not tell nobody? Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. Can can I start my questions? Because I, I want to start. Yes, from go the ahead. Questions, okay, okay. Go. I want to know, um, because it's not, I, I, if I remember correctly, when you said that this was happening, I don't think that you auditioned for something. Did they reach out to you personally? No, so they did. And so I have a friend that actually works in production. She works on a lot of different shows. Okay. Um, and she just randomly asked me, you know, she was like, do you want to be, she was like, it's just going to be a quick video um, on this dating show. And she had told me, like, I knew she had done some work on uh, the Red Table Talk. And I know, like, they have seasons and all this other stuff. And I knew she was working on another show or something was going on. So I didn't think anything about it. And she was like, because I know your background and, you know, I want to hand your name off, basically. I said, sure. Um, and she was like, okay, well, just send a video um, about who you are and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking that's the video that they're going to use. And, like, I literally... I literally forget about it. And oh, then okay. I get a call from her. She was like, Cameo, they're trying to get in touch with you. I said, oh, okay. I didn't get an email. But then I checked my other email address. Girl, it says from the Red Table Talk. And I call her. I said, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. tell me? And she was like, oh, Cameo, it's just a video. I said, not according to this. I said, they're going, I said, I had a conversation with the producer. They asked me a lot of questions because I really think she didn't think it was going to get as far as it did. And if it did, it was literally just going to be that little quick, like 30, 15 second video or whatever that they may use. And Rika, I'm sure, you know, in production, you have so much footage and a oh, lot yeah. of times- it doesn't make it to cutting room floor. And so I like literally forgot it. But then after I talked to the producer and they were like, oh yeah, we're going to send you this kit. Can I have your address? I'm like, really? Like what? Yeah. And got this kit probably about the size of my body. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that's, that's how so it, cool. 
that's how it that's how it came that's how it came about and it was pretty cool like they set Rika like they it was it was so much like sitting positioning lighting um uh, what's in your background so even if you I don't know if you guys can see but I have a picture back there like I had to take that down because they were like no it's not clear like we didn't <laughs> we didn't clear it yes yeah. Wow. So they it was a real production for them. Like this is a real show. These are and you do need clearance because somebody in that picture could be like, I did not allow this picture to be on and they could sue and all of that. So this is a real deal. So when they tell you, okay, you know, whatever they said in the email, what are you thinking at this moment? Did you did you are you thinking like, oh, okay, this so they only want me to ask this panel a question? Did you know who the panel was? Did you think it was going to be a conversation between you, Jada, Gam, and Willow? Or like, what are you thinking at this moment? So no, they didn't tell us who was on the panel. Um, the producer, I think when I talked to her, because I think I talked to maybe two producers, two or three producers, uh, but I think they may have said their names in conversation, but definitely not in email. Um, but they, I, I was simply thinking that I would ask a question or two or three, because they said have a couple questions prepared to ask and we went over the questions and to make sure that they were somewhat um, in line, I guess, with the vision of the show or to make sure that they were entertaining because there's an entertaining component to it too. And also that they were distinctive from the other guests or the other women that were asking the questions. And so, you know, I'm still trying to hold back like, uh, your question may not make it on, you know, but when they go, when they talk to you in so much detail, about the question that you're asking, right? You're like, oh no, like you're you're really gonna ask the question. And then they even referenced, they were like, no, you're used to this. You ask questions all the time on your podcast. I said, oh, you listen to my podcast. <laughs> to, what episode did you listen to, girl? Let's talk about it. Like, yes, okay, yes. <laughs> um, so I was like, I was super excited, but at the same time, yeah. trying to manage my ex expectations right because like you just know like you know this you know stuff happens or the show maybe not have couldn't maybe they decide not to air the show at all you, you just you just don't know um so that's kind of where my head was like in between excitement and yeah. trying to balance yeah and being that this is like our career and we've been in this space since college basically we know like things get cut all the time so i i definitely understand the trying to like manage it but also being excited but wait it cannot have it or maybe it will or you know and so i'm sure mm -hmm. you told your family like did they say is it like a reality show where they're like okay we already filmed it but it's not airing for six months so you can't say nothing until it's over did they tell you that or or not and then did you end up telling your family <laughs> so basically i could have i could have signed my soul away <laughs> Because, you know, you have to sign, you have to sign paperwork. And I'm sure the paperwork said, shut up. Don't tell nobody nothing. Um, and so I did. But, you know, I, I, told, I told my family. I told my family. But I didn't. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. But I didn't tell them until the day we were recording. Right. Because also in my mind, I'm just like, you just don't know. You, you don't. You don't know. And I even told them, like, I may not be able, you know, I may not even get on there, but this is what I'm doing right now. I didn't give them the details or anything like that. I'm like, yo, I'm, a, I'm on a red table talk. And they were like, what? You know, some, mind you, this is in a family text group. And some of them are like, what is a red table talk? What does I'm that like, mean? I'm like, oh my, listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. So I, I, I did, I did tomorrow. So they were really excited. Um. You know, well, when is it going to air? I don't know anything. That's all. All I know is that my right. I'm currently recording, and I see yep. Jada, and I see like live and yep. and Willow and Gam. So yeah. Uh, so we all know that cameo uh, cannot be on a reality show like Love Is Blind or The Bachelorette or something. That listen, you record, and then six months later, you're allowed to say something like you. Be <laughs> that ain't gonna work for you. Uh, they would have sued every ounce of me. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. um okay so you right so you get to the day that you're recording um and walk us through that what happens yeah and how are you feeling being in the cracks you were on the wall of single women is what they call it or something like that 
That's mm-hmm. what they called it. So it was a lot of other women in there. Um, obviously, a lot of them had like were from reality shows um, and have like a ridiculously huge following and um, had different experiences, especially that the public had already consumed, like whether it's been divorced, whether it's been, you know, publicly being married and it not working out for you. Um, and so we were all kind of sitting in a room together before the show started. And it was just like, some of us were just kind of sitting in there just waiting. Cause we didn't know what to expect. But I also think you can, you could, you could tell the other women who either had done this before, or I kind of want to say didn't care as much. And that isn't like a bad thing. Right. I was super excited, right, <laughs> to be a part of this. But I think because some of the other women had already lived in this space consistently, it just wasn't a big deal to them. And so they were like, oh, so, hey, where's everybody from? And da-da-da. you know, that's that's kind of what it was. And so we were behind like the scenes for a while um, and just chatting it up. And then all of a sudden you kind of hear the producers like they're texting you, too. So they're literally texting you on your phone. Oh, and wow. they're like, okay, we're gonna, yeah, they're like, okay, we're gonna get ready. Um, give us about five minutes, give us about 10 minutes. Okay, you know, okay, we're about to, you know, and you're getting these texts constantly in a group text and then in a single, you know, one on one with one of many producers. Um, and so it's just exciting, right? I I got flushed, I was hot. Um, even though I was cute because I got my makeup done, but I was, <laughs> you was, so, you was so cute. Yep, he was prepared, okay. I was, I was, um, and, and then the show started, you know, the show started and a lot of what was aired. And so while that show may have been, I think maybe 45 minutes, 35 minutes, the actual conversation was probably like four hours. Yes. I'm sorry. Four hours. You're sitting on this panel, looking at Jada Pinkett in this room right four out was you hungry <laughs> girl i was yeah. i had some chicken in the other girl girl four hours and they did mention that it was a longer show like one of probably one of their longest show that they ever longest shows that they ever had and wow. with it being probably one of the largest tables i can understand yeah. why it was so long like you have was it six people or eight people at the table? And then you have this wall of women, each with a question. And sometimes the questions being, you know, even though they told us to keep it short, but even though some yeah. of the questions being yeah. five minutes long or explaining your life story and then asking uh-huh. the question, you know, so I, I see how it got to, I was probably about to pass out though. Cause I was hot and hungry. And- right. Right. And so at this time, is it, are they stopping and starting? Cause you know, when you like film a movie, there's cut, stop. Oh, so this is like four hours of consistent talking. Consistent, wow. like straight through, straight through. Right. I'm going to say right. three and a half hours. I'm going to say four, but it was long. It wasn't like an hour. wasn't like two. Right. It was at three and a half hour, four hour. So it was a sh- like a straight through conversation. And I'm sure it was yeah. good for them because even I forget who it was. One of them was like, Hey, I got a fight. I got a flight to catch. <laughs> like during the conversation, like I only have like maybe five or 10 more minutes or something like that. But it was a, it was a straight through conversation. So kudos to the editors of that, um, yeah. of that podcast. Cause it ended up being um, only like was- 48 minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. So to cut that mm-hmm. down. Dang, I, but I want to hear the whole, I'm somebody who's like, no, I want to know what y'all talked about for four hours. Like, I want to know. Um, so, dang, I wish I, I wish that it was longer. Yeah, I think that they did a an awesome job, let's be clear, of summarizing what happened in those three and a half, four hours. Oh, and good. I was okay. so surprised. Yeah. yeah. I was so surprised that they, because, you know, you don't remember everything from, from a four-hour four hour conversation, but I, I think they summed it up like they did a editor's like amazing job (laughs) well good okay so we didn't miss the meat of it so that's good because i definitely took some notes and i do want to get to like what you maybe gleaned from the conversation or maybe didn't like or what have you um but before we do that um i do want to say so unfortunately uh they did not get to your your question and so in that process of it being that long did you was there a moment that you realized like oh i'm probably not gonna get to go or were you still holding out hope and then when you didn't get to go what was that like 
So I did. I held out hope to the very end because I said, ain't no way. I didn't got my makeup done. Yeah. Um, all the timing was perfect. I even prior to this, I felt like the Holy Spirit. I think I was trying to schedule something that uh, that day. And I really felt like don't schedule anything that day. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, this is why. So everything lined up. Got, you know, it just lined up. I said, this makes total sense. And then I'm also not. I felt like my emotions were somewhat in check in the event that I still don't, you know, make it past the cutting room floor. <clears throat> no, I held out hope literally until they were like, all right, power down your computer. <laughs> no. And yeah, so, so yeah, I did, I did. Because they kept yeah. going to different people. And even yeah. with me, Go, like talking to the producer, like texting, because they're like, text us if you have a question, if you want to interject. Um, and so just thinking that the show could go anyway. So I'm texting. She's like, oh, that's a good question. We're going to come to you. And so I'm like, oh, they're about, they about to come to me. Like, you know, you, you get no, excited. Yeah. <laughs> you get excited. I'm like, oh, this wasn't even the question I was going to ask, but it came to mind based on what was happening. And you know, that's, that's kind of how it was, but I get like, at the same time, like I get production. Like I, I, 100%. you go with the flow of the show. You go with the flow of the show as you're watching it in real time, being a producer is hard because you do got to be like, Oh, we need to go to this one because it will make sense because he said that and da, 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 da. So it is really hard. So they probably did have good intention of like, that is a good question. Let's get to it. But then they brought up a different point. So they're like, Oh, so then let's go to this question. You know? So I get it. Um, yeah. so then they, they, they don't get to you. Do they, does the producer, since they have been in charge, did they say something or was it just like, okay, we're done guys. Bye. And then you never heard from them again. <laughs> um, no. Bye. Um, right. Get off. We done. Jada gotta go. No. Right. No, I think it was, no, I don't think, no, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think they did. They did thank us for our time. Um, and they did say, we wish we could have gotten to everyone. Um, they said, they also asked us though, would we be interested in doing a follow-up show or whatever? And I said, oh yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I was, I was, so like my feelings was, was not a little bit hurt. It was a lot bit hurt (laughs) at that time. Like if I'm honest, like I was like, because you put I really tried to manage my emotions all the way up to the end. And then it's the idea, not that you just didn't get the opportunity to speak, mm-hmm. uh, but like there's no possible chance that your question or your voice, what you do, like my voice is what I do, um, yeah. would enter this space. And so I think that was more so like a personal thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I shared that with you. I was like, Rita! Did, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, so I didn't know if you want me to say it or not, but yeah, the message you sent me, you were so hurt, but it, it's cause I, I 100% get it. But I think I told you something along the lines of like, you're allowed to be upset. Like this was a big deal. Like feel those emotions. We are human. We, you know, we are emotional human beings, especially being women. And when you get your hopes up, even though you're trying not to, you still got it's because why wouldn't you like that is a big deal, right? Like this is Jada and I could my voice could be heard on this huge platform, which, you know, I know you were thinking about what that could do for you and the Good Girl podcast um, and your branding. So I 100 percent got it and understood it. And it's like, feel your feelings. That's OK. It is 100 percent OK. You are valid in how you felt about the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was I was a little bit hurt. And then it's so funny when I told my family <laughs> that I didn't get to ask the question. So I told them in a group and my aunt being a black auntie, she said, she was like, you probably didn't get or Jada probably didn't ask you a question because she jealous. I said <laughs> yeah, they want girl. She is because you're jealous of your skin, your hair, your whatever. You went to Howard, like <laughs> okay, family. Oh, they supposed to say stuff I like said, that. I Sandra, and then my uncle, he was in the text group yeah. too, and he was like, you know, calling her by her first name. I don't know if she want me to use her first name. I'm gonna call her Cindy. She did I already say her name? I may mean, already said her name. No, but... <laughs> did I didn't hear it? Yeah, yeah. She was like, my uncle was like. Not Sydney, uh, or Cindy. Not Cindy. Um, Jada don't give two r- 
paragraph behind about. <laughs> oh, so the conversation afterwards, it you know, it was it was good, but don't no, no nobody love you like seriously. it like a black auntie. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, because she she want to protect her feelings. Um, and okay, so did you get to? Or did Jada address the wall of single women or Grammy or Willow? Like, did you, did they speak to you guys or no? It was just the producers. No. Uh, so yeah. So like during the show, like she would talk, she would talk to the wall or she would, uh, she would even say, we're going to go to the wall right now or um, less. And so let, let me be clear. I believe the intention was there, but something would happen in the conversation where it would shift and you may stay on a point for 25 minutes and you would forget in a sense to come back to the wall or it made sense to give that person space to talk about whatever there. So it was a couple of times when she would like, look like, okay, so how many of you guys agree with this? Okay. Um, what other questions do you have? And the mm -hmm. producers may go to somebody else and not necessarily go, um, go to, you know, go to me. Right. And again, I, let's be clear. I understand the dynamics. I think especially in um, Hollywood, you know, they want the, they want the hottest person or not hottest physically, but they have a huge following. That's more followers to her show, yep. ex except my mm -hmm. auntie who said she ain't going to watch no more. So, right. <laughs> oh, auntie, yes, you are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> some of the women on the panel. So like, I think her name is Deep T. She was on Love is Blind. And um, her storyline was huge and the way that she did walk away from this man who wasn't into her. And so, and obviously um, <clears throat> they had great questions and they wanted the conversations to go that way and stuff. So, um, okay. So before I get to what you took away from the conversation, um, did we miss anything about your experience? Was there anything else you wanted to say about your experience of being invited on the, the panel and then not getting your shining moment? Cause Jada was jealous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um I, i'm gonna say like i'm glad i had the experience like i really i think you learn from everything um and uh yeah i'm just i'm just glad that i i can say on my resume i was on the red table talk because <laughs> yeah you were you were physically there for sure so yeah okay so let's get to the conversation of the men so again it was um devon franklin matthew hussey um oh gosh I'm going to forget. I keep Lewis, whatever. I, I just go say the white boy again. <laughs> um, Man, and, Rika. Right. I don't know why. It's Lewis Howell or something. Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Howell. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway. And Stefan speaks. I've, I've heard all of them speak before. Um, but like anything, hearing things over and over again is a good thing. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And I gleaned from it even more and it's coming right on time with where I am in my life right now. So mm -hmm. what were your thoughts? Um, what did you learn from it? What did you like that they said? And if there was anything you didn't like and you disagreed with? Um, it, I can't remember if they, if they, if they showed a lot of Willow's perspective. Um, but I honestly agreed they with a lot of what she, okay. She was, yeah pushing back on some of the ideas that were presented um, and that didn't necessarily make it to the cutting room floor. Um, they, it was a pretty long conversation around this idea of masculine energy and feminine energy. And they did touch on it in what was aired and what was showed. Um, and I think Matthew Hussey summed up, at least my perspective, and I think summed up uh, why Willow was pushing back on it a little bit. But it's this idea that uh, we attempt to put people in roles in terms of how they are supposed to perform and how they are supposed to show up. Um, and his response was that those roles get boring. Um, and it were there were other people's responses, even on the wall, that that isn't real life. Like showing up in your whatever that means showing up in your masculine or feminine energy like that's not real life it's about um so i think willow did say this it's about um <clears throat> she said and she quoted her parents like you guys told me to be like a tree blowing in the wind being like flexible and being able to kind of go with the flow and i loved that because we very much get caught up when we hear these terms of masculine energy and feminine energy, which I think is just rehashing the traditional roles. Yeah. Um, 
and we try to be something. We try to perform and do something to get something, but that's not who we are. And we get so caught up in being these things that we have a different person showing up in the relationship because you're trying to be somebody else's definition of feminine versus just being yourself. Just being you. Yes. Yes. And I know exactly the moment you're talking about, because I thought that was a great example that Matthew Hussey brought up. And I am sad that they, I feel like on all the red table talks, especially now hearing what you just said, I guess my intuition was right, that they do cut a lot of what Willow has to say. So all of hers is like, ooh, that's so good. Ooh, and that's it. It's like, well, what? I, I, I'd like to hear from Willow because she is part of the younger generation um, coming from behind us, whether people think she's weird or not, whatever. I, I do think she has valid points to make. And I did appreciate Matthew Hussey saying, you show up as this one dimensional woman in her femininity, it, it gets boring. So he used the example of like, he said he had a client that was all she did was show her sexy side. Everything was, I'm sexy, I'm sexy, I'm sexy. Cause that's how you know to bring men and to get their attention. And then it ended up not working out. And then you're like, well, why do people only approach me? And all they're saying is I'm sexy, I'm sexy. Cause that's the only thing you're presenting. Cause you think that this mm -hmm. is what femininity is. And so that's how you're supposed to attract men. Right. And we don't realize that cameo needs to show up as cameo period. Rika needs to show up as Rika period. It's not like, okay, so what's feminine about me? Let me, uh, oh, he's supposed to only take out the trash and he, we got to be this on the bills and we got to da da da. We're so rigid because we're looking for a black and white answer when relationships yeah. are gray. That's gray. There's, and everybody's gray is a different gray. It, it is. And, and at different points in our lives, right? So I'm going to be a different gray at 30 than I will be at 40. Um, my needs are going to be different. My If I have children, my body is going to change. Our collective unit, we're going to have different needs. So this idea that you have to be whatever feminine i, I want to know where that came from right and i'm sure it has I'm, I'm sure if we actually read something um versus just like repeating folks i it probably has a better definition a more holistic perspective on what feminine and masculine energy really means and how it is supposed how we're supposed to understand it um but it's, I, I do not think it is helpful in how it is being delivered in a lot of our conversations around relationships. Absolutely. Do this and you will get this. It's not, no, it's no, <laughs> you may, you may not, but you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. Um, I, and I do want to ask you um, here in a, in a minute. So I have, I have kind of two questions that are rolling around in my head. So I want to get to what question did you want to ask them that you didn't get to? But before I ask that question, I did write down um, this quote that I think Matthew Hussey gave um, because they were talking about compromise, right? What's the difference between settling? Aren't you supposed to compromise in relationships? Which is a conversation we just had on my podcast, right? And I'm mm -hmm. like, exactly. Like, this is right on time because I feel like in this moment of my life, I'm trying to figure out what that means for me. And I love this quote. If you are giving up something that is going to take away your ability to pour into your partner, don't do it. So that would be the compromise that is not healthy because if I am not getting this thing that I need from you and I say, oh, okay, well, I think Matthew Hussey used this example, or maybe it was Stefan Speaks. Um, you want to go out, you love going out dancing, but he doesn't like to. So you compromise and you don't do it but then you're not happy. So then resentment sets in and you're like, I did this for you and you're not giving me this thing that I need. So then therefore you cannot pour into your partner in what the Bible would say, um, outdoing each other with love. Cause now you are mad mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. resentment on the inside is termites and it spews out. And, and now you acting weird. This is definitely true for me. If I am not getting what I need in relationship, I'd be acting so weird because I have all these emotions that I feel like I need to tell you, but I feel like I can't tell you because it's not a safe space to land and you're going to walk away and then my abandonment issues come up. <laughs> That's literally it. That is the layout. Yep, that is right exactly what's going to happen. That is it because I've been there. Yep. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Um, I love that. I actually wrote, actually wrote, that down like that yep so good ain't it 
it, it was and how they explained it and also how they touched on resentment but just yeah. the difference especially for women it's, if this is a show that's primarily watched by women this idea of sacrifice like really needs to be talked about and and yeah. how it yeah. does not listen and how it doesn't benefit you um and you think you're doing it for the sake of the marriage or you think you're doing it for the sake of uh your spouse but it is really po- problematic because you are a part of this marriage and if you aren't getting fulfilled then the marriage will crumble the connection will cease and i i just really love how they how it was defined yep. and the examples that they gave it was a beautiful definition I, I felt like you know me i love tangible things things that i can envision and see and feel and the way that they did that i was like oh, that's it that's it that is my barometer now that's it thank you yep. For answering yep. the question. Thank you. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was a wonderful quote. Um, okay, so then what girl, my mama called me. Okay. Okay. Um <laughs> what, what sorry. <laughs> that threw me off. Fine? Um, what question did you want to ask them that you didn't get to? And maybe there were a few. Mm-hmm. I have I have 50 million questions, right? So <laughs> um, but one of the questions, and so they asked what was kind of like your burning dating question um so it was from that perspective and so i had two one of them is like how i encounter men and so men um typically when i'm dating when i do get connected to a man it's one of two things like you get really excited in the beginning and you're like like you know know, let's 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 do this let's do this thing called life right i don't know if it's as far as like i want to marry you but i i feel that intention and so it's very intense in yes. the beginning, yes. but then yeah. three months down the line, or it's like, where are you? What are we doing? What, what happened? What happened? Yes. We were so like on this path. Now what happened, girl? I'm We were right here, Cameo. Like what happened to you? And so, so I get that type of man. So I'm like, what is that? What's happening? Right. Um, and I've been intentional about ensuring that it isn't like a sexual energy or sexual like yes i'm attracted to you and yes you are attracted to me but let's pump the brakes like don't like don't touch me like <laughs> like let's let's really get to know each other. so so what right. is that what's happening there so that was one question right um because that is typically my dating experience and so especially now i'm very intentional about slowing it down make sure you yeah. really like me and you're not infatuated by me um and then the Can other I, question was yeah before you even say your other question i feel like i need to say this because it's piggy, mm-hmm. piggybacking off of the quote that we both wrote down right if it's causing mm-hmm. you to be uh basically well hold on, what was the quote it was if you are giving up something that is going to take away your ability to pour into your partner don't do it right so i know for a fact now at this big age pushing up on 40 what i need and i remember gammy saying imagine how much time that takes right so oh. it is being in this, yeah exactly it is being in the space of how much time and it's still a question mark for me how much time do i allow that to develop for us to have that hard conversation of i am not receiving what i need from you okay and now my abandonment wound is being triggered ah, and the alarm bells are going off like Nigga, you wait and you wasted my time is i don't want to be that version anymore i want to be the one that can push through and have the tough conversation i am not getting this from you and see if the other quote so here's the other quote i wrote down if the relationship gets better after a conversation then keep going if it doesn't that is the red flag so can i have a conversation can i be big girl enough pull up my big girl underwear in all the pain and vulnerability that it causes to say you are not giving me what i need and now i am hiding and shutting down so i need this Mm -hmm. from you if we are going to intentionally be in this relationship can I first woman up and do that? And then second, he go, okay. And the relationship goes from there, right? So it's like, yeah. how much time do you allow that? When, do, you know, because uh, I think one of my greatest fears, and obviously I want to hear how you feel about this. One of my greatest fears is picking wrong yet again. Mm-hmm. 
it's such that's such a good portion of that conversation because just as much as it hits home for you, it hits home for me. Um, one of my first relationships, uh, it was an emotionally abusive relationship, right? A lot of gaslighting, and this is before the terms came out, before we were heavily talking about um, uh, mental health awareness. Um, because see, I know he was depressed in hindsight, I know he was. Um, but there were also some other issues happening there, gaslighting, um, he was insecure, just all these things. Um, and one thing that that did for me is I think it deepened the wound of being able to or not feeling comfortable enough to articulate your needs and have yeah. those needs being met, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I tried to be, you talk about woman up, you talk about being vulnerable, uh, I try to be as intentional as possible, especially in the beginning about what I like and what I don't like, because it puts me in the practice of um, articulating my needs and my desires in the beginning. Right. And so I can I don't want to say I can be harsh, but I try to I don't like this and, and just be clear because. We, we're not going to deal with fear six months down the line and I'm super attached to you and I'm deeply in love with you. And I, at the same time, I don't know how to tell you, um, you know, I need you to be more supportive when I have events, right? And be scared to say that because I'm I'm afraid that you're going to be like, well, uh, that, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Uh, right. I don't have time for it or whatever. And it causes this confrontation that we don't want. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Because I, I don't think confrontation is bad. And I think that's what Gail was getting right, at. No. Mm -hmm. I, th I think it's when you are with the right person, the confrontation leads to a solution. And yep. there is a listening part, but there's also a vulnerability component to it as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I loved about it. And I even like the fact that you like I think you and I are the same person because it is challenging. It is challenging for me so in some spaces. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, this <laughs> I love you, Kevin. <laughs> love you so much. I just want to, oh my God, this is why we friends. Um, okay. So I know you were going to um, speak on another question that you wanted to ask the panel. So go ahead. Um, so I was, so it was back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. I do not like the conversation around feminine and masculine energy uh, because we use these terms and we throw around these terms and different people have different interpretations of them. And I think for the most part that they uh, put people in boxes and they tell people that if you don't show up a certain way, then you can't get what you want. Right. And so they tell people that who you are isn't enough. Uh, they tell people that um, the love that you desire will not come because you are this type of woman, because you are this type of man. Um, and I think some of them are very clear with that. So I wanted to have a conversation about that, like define feminine and define masculine energy and tell me yeah. essentially your sources. Like yeah. where does it come from and who says it's true? And I yeah. say this because... <laughs> what six billion people on this planet and you're telling me there's only one way to be feminine boy if you don't hush your face you know what i'm saying it's like, right. Right. Yeah. i do believe that there are some universal rules right um that we can abide by like like you know you sow a, you you plant an apple tree or apples you're gonna get an apple you're gonna get apples oranges you're gonna get oranges you cultivate it it's gonna be beautiful um, but I just think we are just so cavalier with some of these terms and they are impacting how people engage with one another. And I think that is hugely problematic. Can it be true for some people? Can it be beneficial for some people? Yes. But for all people, as though that is that is the 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 the, the Bible or the word, no, because what did he say? Um he said if you want this type of man. Um, what did he say? A man that leads, a man that's in his community, then you have to uh, understand what type of woman that he uh, needs. And it's just like, but mm -hmm. how do how do you know that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, I get the sentiment, right? Just like if you are a powerful woman that's in the community, you have to create a space for your woman to be soft where she's not all, always on, right? That's probably a desire of her. 
but I don't think you telling someone who they have to be versus the needs of that person is completely different. Um, I just, I, I find that hugely problematic. Mm-hmm. Hugely yeah. problematic. It's like, I wish instead of them, you people using the term, oh, you got to be in your feminine or your masculine energy. It would be more about lean into more of who you actually are. Figure that out so you can locate yourself, right? So that would be really, if we want to date this kind of man versus this kind of man, if I am then dating you as a man, I need you to have done the work so you can locate yourself and be able to say that. So I do remember Stefan speak saying something uh, along those lines, like a man who is ambitious and doing this or whatever, he probably doesn't want to settle down with one woman, at least not right now, but a man who is less masculine, I guess, to us, who wants to settle down. If we want to settle down, that'd be the man to date. Okay. But again, how do you know that? And the only way to arrive at knowing is by doing the work. And even then, sometimes it's still a moving target. So it's like, we both have to go into it knowing it's going to be moving targets. Life is going to happen. But it's like, do you value being in this relationship? Do you want to be here? Do you want to continue to do the work that keeps us here? Because then that removes all of the fantasy. So when it's like, Instead of making up who I believe that I'm dating, you can actually tell me who I am dating if you've done the work. Tell me. But if you can't locate yourself, (gasps) what are we doing? What are we doing? Because I think about it like this, like when speaking to a lot of a lot of married couples and just people in general and also just existing as a person. I am not the same person I was six months ago. And therefore my needs change. So when you talk about this so-called fem- and different parts of me shows up in different spaces, right? Um, if So in my organization, when I need to lead, I will be a lead. When I need to support, I will support. When I need to do some administrative work, I'll do administrative work, right? Um, And then there's probably, and and so I don't want to discount this either. I do think there will be a side of me that comes out when I'm with a man. And I don't want to say a masculine man, but a man that makes me feel safe, right? Safe emotionally, safe spiritually, safe physically. Like uh, on all these levels, yes, a different side of me is going to show up, right? And I think a different side of him is going to show up when he feels safe with me as well, right? When he can let his guard down, when that little boy can come out and feel comfortable in my presence. I think all that matters. But when we say you got to operate in your film, it's a reason why you aren't exuding a certain type of energy, right? Probably because you don't feel safe. Or because because you have to do... I'm just, it's just so much. And like, because you have to do other things in your life, right? I'm going to let you finish, but uh, Denny, right? Denny Amore, she's a mental health therapist is on the show all the time. And she has shared this story and it was a while back. It was some youth pastor or something talking about, um, we don't want uh, women who are super women and all this other stuff doing, doing whatever. And we had a conversation about it, but it's like, do you think we want to be super women? Do you think I want to, like, who else is going to do what needs right. to be done yep. around the house, right? Am yep. I just supposed to wait? Oh, so it's these very superficial conversations with no depth that cannot be applied practically. And also going back to what you said, when life is a moving target, what happens, right? When your man who is the breadwinner, what happens when he gets laid off, right? What happens when there he has to grieve something, right? Whether it's his job, his career, his identity, what, what happens, right? And then we force him into this space that you always have to perform, you always have to show up. And then we become a problem because we didn't allow him to be human. Because yeah. <laughs> you yeah. supposed to be your masculine energy, whatever that means. It's, yeah. That's why I think it's, it's ridiculous. It's completely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I think I'm at the the place of my healing journey. And I've been like, man, I need to get another coach or a therapist. 
because I want to talk through this with somebody, but I feel like I am at the place where it's like, I definitely need a soft space to land when I am letting you know I am not getting the things that I need. And that part of me can only be worked through and healed through a relationship. Because otherwise, I'm never going to have to go there, really. You know what I mean? Like, because I don't like telling my friends the truth. I think that, you know, you're in that group of friends now. Um, it's easier for me because I feel like we have a solid foundation and we're friends and there's no romantic feelings there. So when I am in that romantic space, it's harder to be honest, because like you said, what if he is depressed? How do I then let him still know I still need this from you, even though you are working through something internally as well, but we still have to intentionally be in this relationship. So it it's hard because, you know, I think of Twitch and you're like, our black men are killing themselves at a rate that is higher than anybody else. So what, how do you work through that? Like, I need this from you and I'm not getting it because you are depressed. But I know that if this lasts for three months, you are going to lose me. We are going to lose this relationship. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. hard. It's, it is so, it's so relationships are, and that's what they mean by relationships are hard. It's not that he cheats on you every three months and you guys are fighting that battle. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I will never do that again. If you, I, it's almost like. Mm-hmm. I wish men, if they weren't meant for me, I, I almost wish they were like that because that's easier for me to spot. Oh, you mm-hmm. a cheater. Oh, you disrespectful. Oh, your temperament. You raise your voice. You're angry all the time. Bye. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> you know, that's easy. But how do you mm-hmm. navigate those spaces of we are wounding, we're going to be wounding each other. How do you navigate that? And the answer is not masculine and feminine energy. <laughs> right, so. <laughs> right, right. Right. It has nothing to do with that. I guess that was my point. It has nothing to do with you being the masculine in this moment and him being feminine is two people actually trying to see each other. There's a quote, I think um, Justin Timberlake posted it or somebody did and I shared it and it, oh gosh. Okay. I hope I don't forget it. It said, in order to be loved, we have to go through the painstaking, um, not example, but the painstaking, um, action of something to be seen or something. So basically he was, yes, that I remember. Saying, yep. Yep. People need to was- actually see you to actually get to love you. And that is very painful to do that. You are wounding me right now. This is why let's have this conversation very painful and uncomfortable, but that is when you get to true love instead of mm-hmm. we're just, at least in my opinion, you know, whatever, instead of we're just attracted to each other and let's have all this sex. Cause you're fine and I'm fine. So, you know, and we all yeah. want to get past that, but a lot of us don't know how to do it. We're trying to work through it, which is where I'm at right now. And yeah, so anyway, it's, 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 it's yeah. so good. So good. So something else that was shared, um, I think behind the scenes, uh, and I thought it was very eye opening to me. Um, and it was in the middle of the conversation about the, and I know I'm kind of harping on this, but on the masculine feminine energy piece. Um, and about, you know, there's always going to be masculine energy. There's always going to be feminine energy. And you basically need to decide which role you're going to be in and acquiesce to the other one. And so it was a lot of, it was a lot of pushback in the, in that space. And I appreciated it. But someone said, essentially, two people can love each other deeply and have no ill intent for each other, but can do harm to the person that they love. And that idea gives so much power to us as mere humans (laughs) Um, to treat someone we love deeply and, and, and to treat them simply horribly. And they were speaking from experience. And I love that because it talked about humanity, right? I, I would never conceptualize that someone that I love deeply and someone that loves me deeply, that I would hurt them mm-hmm. and just be, make a horrible decision and it would hurt them. So like, that was not a concept in my mind. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. well, I literally, I said, well, damn, like I really, <laughs> I really <laughs> did. And I think it happens more often than we know. And these people stay in these relationships and they work through that, that deep hurt that you that, like, no, but you love me. And they didn't mean to, but they, but it happened. It happened. And so yeah. I thought that was extremely refreshing and something I just never heard someone say or admit out, out loud that we have the capacity we can and we do to hurt someone just make bad decisions horrible decisions and and, and cause deep pain to the person we say we love the most yeah <sighs> just why this is hard oh my god this is hard this is hard when you want to be in a relationship when you want to be married it's like who and uh, I've heard this quote before too. Like everybody comes with their own stuff. You're always gonna have these moments and relationships that can make or break you. So it's like, who is it worth going through that with? Mm-hmm. How do you know? You know? Yeah. So yeah. Ooh, this is so good. Okay. Um. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else we need to touch on uh, from this conversation on Red Table Talk? Well, my girl Cavia was with Jada. <laughs> Oh <laughs> um, no, I, I think it was good. I think it was good. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll ask me back on for something else. I don't know. Who right. knows? Who knows? Right. And I won't be a wall of woman. Maybe I'll be a full guest. Yes. Sitting, sitting yeah. at their table. But um, no, I think it was a great conversation. I hope they do do a part two. Um right. and that they, they do, need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just really, you know, go 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 deep go deep and really unpacking and something I've said time and time again, I think a lot of people get on Will and Jada and their relationship, but I don't think they realize really what they're doing. I don't know Will. I don't know Jada. I don't know anything about their family other than what we've seen. But what I feel like is happening is they are sharing parts of their lives with the intent to heal other people. And we, some of us just go completely in disregard. Like, they don't have to be vulnerable. They don't have to share anything. But if you sit back and you listen and you really and you really take in, you can learn so much from them deciding to put, to air their dirty laundry. They don't yeah, have absolutely. to do it. So absolutely. I, 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 I'm appreciative. Yeah. And I like learning from other people instead of going through it myself. (laughs) Like, I think I used to be somebody who had to touch the hot stove to see if it was actually hot after somebody told me it was. But I am now becoming the person who's like, okay, I believe you. And it's the when people show you who they are, believe them. Right. And I'm leaning more into that and, and learning what that actually means and what Maya Angelou was trying to teach us in that moment. And so I thoroughly enjoy, especially after reading his book and feeling like I have more of an inside of what Jada and Will wanted to accomplish within their marriage and now teaching us that. Um, so I, I love it. That's why I read auto uh, autobiographies and, and just all of these books on relationships and humanness um, because I just, I learned so much from people's yeah. life experiences. So I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Rika, I thank you for um, interviewing me. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Single You, the podcast. Did you learn something? Was it a positive experience from you? Did it make you think in a different way? I want to know that. So can you do me a favor? Can you leave me a review? I know that on Apple Podcasts, you can definitely leave a comment and a five-star review. I think you can on Spotify, but I'm not sure about the other platforms. But on Apple Podcasts, it's simple. All you got to do is say, Rika, I learned something or I loved it when you said X, Y, and Z. Or you could say your guest said X, Y, and Z and I loved it. You hit submit, five-star review boom then i get the review i see it and it helps me play the algorithm game okay the more comments and reviews that i get the more that these platforms push my podcast up for more women like you to listen to this podcast you can go a step further and you can even share this podcast with a friend if you're like yo my friend would love this episode or would learn from this episode it would be positive for her can you share it please all right i'm gonna end on a question a very good question that I got. And I want to read that question and then share my answer um, that I sent to her 
with you. So here's the question. Just how in general do you know what kind of anything Jesus wants for you, whether it be for love, sex, men, etc.? How do you know? And here's my answer. Number one is to know Jesus is to know how he speaks. And the only way to know how he speaks is by reading the Bible with the intention of wanting to make God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, your best friend. So a lot of people think Beyonce is their best friend, but you've never had a conversation with her. So she is actually not your best friend. Your best friend, you spend time with that person. So you're going to have to spend time with Jesus. And what I mean by that is by reading your word and actually going a step further and reading books about about the word, the word equaling the Bible, I'm reading books about Jesus so you can understand the character of Jesus. Here's what I'll say about the Bible. It's not a rule book and it's not a history book, but it is a book of principles, right? And there are two things that I, like two of my favorite scriptures. One being that the thief, being the devil, came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to bring us light. So I'm trying to stay in the light. I don't want to be destroyed. I don't want to be killed. I don't want to be none of that, right? I'm trying to stay in the light. And how do I do that is by understanding how God speaks. And the only way you can understand that is by reading your Bible. And then, and only then, will you know what God is saying, what he wants for your life. What Jesus or the Holy Spirit, whatever you're calling him, wants for your life by cultivating that relationship. And I hope you start today.